0: Welcome, bats and ghouls. What if I were to tell you a tale of darkness, magic, mystery, and nightmares? A scary story, but not the kind of scary story you tell around the campfire. An actual real spooky tale straight from history. Welcome to Night of the Living History, a podcast where we talk about real spooky and macabre things that happened in real life. If you're ready to hear a real scary story, then settle in, Bats and Ghouls, because it's time for Night of the Living History. Hey there, Bats and Ghouls, and welcome to another episode of Night of the Living History. This episode, we're going to be talking about the Radium Girls. Um, So let's jump in and let's get spooky. Spooky. On July 14, 1914, the First World War began its bloody era. When you have war, it is of course important to have gadgets and goods used by the military. One of those gadgets needed were watches and military dials painted with radium to ensure they glowed in the dark. Factories across the country opened to hire women to paint the radium on these watches and dials. Why women and not men? Well, the answer is of course as, as sexist as you can imagine. One could argue that only men could serve in the military at the time. Therefore, more jobs at home were left up for grabs for the ladies. And it is true that women were not allowed to serve in the military in the United States until 1948. But the main reason is what gets me. You see, prior to the specific job, women were often chosen for painting jobs in general. You see, society found that the lady folk were more interested in art. And since their tiny petite frames were so anatomically different than the larger muscular men, it was easier for women to accomplish. Right? I digress. Women wanted to do their part to support their country during the wartime as the propaganda that was released in 1917 urged everyone to do. On top of that, this particular factory job paid about three times more than other factory jobs. You see, being a painter at these jobs paid about $18 a week And at other factories, they were making about $5 a week. This provided more of an incentive specifically for the poor, um, and it gave them a more secure financial freedom. On top of the pay, the radium glowed, so the girls would often be covered in it. They often wore their best dresses to work so that they would glow when they would go out dancing. And they also would often paint their teeth to give them a more... Radiant smile. The girls were nicknamed the ghost girls since they glowed in the dark. The radium girls were instructed to use a specific routine. You needed to lick the brush or slip them between your lips to get a precise point, dip them in the radium, and then paint. This technique often caused the girls to swallow tiny bits of the green paint. The girls, of course, since they were ingesting it, asked the managers um, if this was harmful in any way, and they were told it was not. This was a lie. You see, radium was discovered by the French physicist power couple, try saying that five times fast, Pierre and Marie Curie. Although it seemed to work miracles and proved useful in many ways, it was already known to also be extremely harmful. You see, Marie Curie herself suffered from radiation burns and also eventually died from radium poisoning. She wasn't the only one, of course, um, many people had already been killed from radium poisoning. Uh, Before these factories were ever even opened Uh, men who worked at the radium companies were given lead aprons Why weren't the girls warned or even given the option to wear an apron or told that it was something they should do? Well, supposedly these companies believed that small amounts of radium were beneficial to one's health as a matter of fact They profited from radium tonics cosmetics Toothpaste and even foods laced with radium It probably had nothing to do with the money though. In 1922, a radium girl by the name of Molly Maggia quit her job due to illness, beginning with a painful tooth, which was removed by her dentist. And then another. On her gums where the teeth were removed, uh, there were ulcers filled with blood and pus. They often oozed and made her breath smell terrible. This mystery illness also spread to her jaw and her entire body, leaving her limbs so painful that she couldn't walk. When she went to see her doctor, he sent her home with pain meds, attributing the pain to rheumatism. Come May of 1922, Molly had lost most of her teeth um, and went again to see her dentist. Upon exam, the dentist actually broke her jawbone and removed it. Removed it. Not in surgery, just from a gentle physical exam. A few days later, her entire lower jaw was removed the same way. And at this point, many of Molly's coworkers also became ill. On September 12th, 1922, the quote unquote mystery illness had gone to the tissues in her throat, um, eventually actually attacking her jugular vein. She hemorrhaged to death so fast that a a nurse had no time to stop it, and she died at the age of 24. Perplexed by the cause of death, doctors decided syphilis was a fitting cause of death to like put on her death certificate. Like, what? For years, the company denied the connection, of course. The company suffered from the controversy and paid to have an independent study done. And of course, the findings showed no connection. This briefly convinced the public that radium was safe. In 1925, a pathologist named Harrison Martland invented a test that proved that radium was poisoning the girls. The girls who were already aware of the fact that they were dying and that their days were numbered decided to fight back, especially for the many girls that they still knew that were continuing to work in these factories. In 1927, a lawyer named Raymond Berry took the girls' case. Many of the girls were forced to take out court settlements, um, out of court settlements since they had a short time to live. However, in 1938, radium girl by the name of Catherine Wolfe Donahue sued the company. In the drowning waters of the Great Depression, Catherine was ostracized for suing one of the few companies left standing from the crumbling economy. She bravely ignored her doctor's advice to stand down and gave her evidence instead from her deathbed. And She won. The case of the Radium Girls was the first time a company was held responsible for the safety of its employees as well as their health. It led to many reforms for workers, including the formation of OSHA. Their deaths and bravery saved hundreds of lives. Something to think about the next time you get annoyed with OSHA regulations at work. And let's go ahead and talk about movies to watch. There was a movie that came out in 2020 called Radium Girls. Um, I have yet to watch it. it. It does look pretty good, though. I want to check it out. There's also the book Radium Girls by Kate Moore. Places to see. Um, I kind of found a few museums that had some little bits and pieces about Radium Girls in their exhibits. Um, so you would just have to kind of find one that you're willing to go to. There's also a Radium Dial Memorial in Ottawa, Illinois. Um, So I guess that looked really cool. Um, That about wraps it up for this episode of Night of the Living History. Can't wait to talk to you guys next time. And, you know, stay safe and stay spooky.